Hey everyone, and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host, Michael Montalvo, and for the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes it a truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred... April 14th. It seems we've been talking a lot about deaths or finals lately. For a while, we were talking about first, but then we shifted gears and, well, here we are. As such, I thought we would continue that bit and talk about the final death slash final that is until I find the next one to talk about. This one is ingrained in American culture, and so I will not bore you by drawing out the intro, and instead... Man, crazy week we've been having. All the weather and people doing things. And that game! I mean, did you see that play that guy or girl did? I wasn't sure they were going to pull it off, but they did somehow, and all I can say is, wow. Just wow. Hey, does anyone know a good place to get furniture? Asking for a friend. Anyway, what were we talking about? The year was 1865, and on this day, April 14th, John Wilkes Booth carried out an assassination plot against U.S. President Abraham Lincoln that resulted in his death. To put it in its simplest terms, John Wilkes Booth was a Confederate sympathizer. And although he himself remained in the North during the Civil War, he made plans to capture Lincoln and take him prisoner. What I mean by this is that the assassination was not his first attempt at incapacitating the president. Let's jump in the Wayback Machine and go to March 20th, 1865, where John Wilkes Booth and six of his friends sat in the dark waiting for Lincoln to ride by so that they could do what they were there to do. The only thing, however, was that Lincoln didn't show. With the planned abduction failed, Booth could not take Lincoln to the Confederate capital in Richmond, and then a series of events took place that ended the war. First, Richmond fell, then Robert E. Lee surrendered. But Booth was a Southern loyalist, and as such devised a plan with his six cronies that would change the course of history as well as change the United States government. According to Britannica, the morning of the 14th, the group learned of the Lincoln's plan to attend the performance of the play Our American Cousin, that night at the Ford's Theater. Also in town was then-Vice President Andrew Johnson and Secretary of State William Seward. They made the plan to attack the president and the two in direct line of succession. To do this, Booth enlisted the aid of Lewis Powell and George Adserat to handle the additional politicians with all three attacks to take place simultaneously at around 10 p.m. But things would not go to plan. Powell and Adserat would both fail in their tasks. Johnson was never approached and Seward survived. Lincoln, however, was not so lucky. 
The Lincolns were in a private box with friends Clara Harris and Major Henry Rathbone. Booth found the box largely unguarded and entered, waiting for the moment in the play that he knew would get a big laugh. At approximately 10.15 p.m., John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln in the back of the head with a 44 caliber Derringer, then slashed Major Rathbone's arm down to the bone before jumping out of the box and onto the stage yelling, Sick Semper Tyrannus. Rathbone would later say, I heard the discharge of a pistol behind me and, looking round, saw through the smoke a man between the door and the president. I instantly sprang toward him and seized him. He wrested himself from my grasp and made a violent thrust at my breast with a large knife. I parried the blow by striking it up and received a wound several inches deep in my left arm. In the fall, Booth broke his leg but still managed to get outside, to his horse, and away. Many thought the whole thing was an act and part of the play, but screams soon made it clear what had happened. Charles Leal, a doctor in attendance, made his way to the president and found him slumped over, but still breathing. Soldiers moved the body to the house across the street, placing Lincoln diagonally into the bed because he was just too tall to fit otherwise. The doctors had little hope he would recover, and by 7.22 the next morning, he was pronounced dead. Booth had his leg mended by Samuel Mudd, who was later thought to be in on the conspiracy. Then he and David Harold, another conspirator, made a run for it, and were able to avoid capture for days, hiding near a swamp in Maryland. He kept a diary while in hiding, fully expecting to be regarded as a hero upon his return to the world, but instead showed his disgust at how negatively he was being portrayed. The two men were eventually tracked down to a farm in Virginia by federal troops. Harold surrendered, and Booth was shot and died, although by whom remains some debate. Some think he shot himself, others think he was shot. Even still, some conspiracy theorists say that it was another man who only resembled Booth. In any case, his final words were, Useless. Useless. In the end, eight people were tried as conspirators. Of them, four, including Harold, Powell, and Adserat, were found guilty and hung, as well as boarding house owner Mary Surratt, who ran a house which was frequented by Confederates. Three others were sentenced to life in prison, one received a six-year sentence, and the final case was dismissed. The nation went into mourning, with thousands of people lining the railways to show their respects for Lincoln. Mary Todd Lincoln became so distraught that she confined herself to her bed and missed the funeral. She later became so vocal about her grief that she became an outcast to society. It's said that when they removed the president's brain during the autopsy, that the bullet fell from it and clattered into a waiting basin. Edward Curtis, an army surgeon, later wrote that the team stopped to stare, calling it, Because of such mighty changes in the world's history, as we may perhaps never realize. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Craig Band for our musical theme. 
and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.